Greetings, and welcome to the Thirsty Mage, the podcast where a group of friends get together to have a beer and discuss their favorite RPGs. I am your host, David Lloyd, and with me this evening is Talk Nintendo podcast host and Morse Bench alter ego, Mr. Casey Gibson. Well, I'm still nursing that hangover from uh, the previous Jeopardy episode, so I got, you know I gotta stay hydrated. <laughs> That's right. And also with us tonight, RPG veteran and reliable source for positive Final Fantasy reinforcement, Mr. Jordan Rudick. I love that positive Final Fantasy reinforcement. It, it sounds like something you'd learn at a cult or something like that, you know? I, I'm pretty sure it is something you'd learn at a cult. Yeah. It, David, David, David's turning the mage into a Final Fantasy 1 cult. That's right. <laughs> yeah. when, whenever someone starts bad mouth in Final Fantasy, I just have to put out the call to Jordan. Back That's me right. up! Yeah, I, I'm here. I'm, I don't know if I'm, I'm fully into the cult thing, but I'm definitely on the positive <laughs> Final Fantasy train. <laughs> and rounding out the panel, Black Mage <laughs> Conservationist, and tonight's <laughs> Ying to our Yang, <laughs> Mr. Neil Runahan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so about that positive Final Fantasy reinforcement, y'all might need it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why we got Jordan. Yep. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if I have enough to balance out Neil. Um, I think it's just my my fury happened to be in the Slack chat. Uh, I I've leveled out a little bit, but I still don't really have. I don't have as many kind words to say about Final Fantasy IX as I expected. Well, before we get too deep into the talk, how about we go over what what everyone's having at the pub tonight? Wait, 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 wait. What was that? Can anybody guess? Besides getting a little bit on my screen i'm having a soda I'm, I'm i'm it's my own turbo mode for this <laughs> podcast um hopefully it will be uh less clumsy to access while you're playing the video game and actually maybe maybe this turbo mode coca-cola that i'm drinking will also uh not just seem like a band-aid that some like like two interns at square enix decided maybe we can do this just for the hell of it and you know, instead of people actually putting effort into a port. Neil, ruining the drink part of the segment is my shtick, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you, you stick to the script here. Uh, I uh, So I'm just having some water right now, uh, playing the, you know, f- filling in with Casey here. Um, but I did have a Bellini an hour and a half ago, so I'm going to count that as part of my mage drink yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, that was pre-gaming. Pre-gamed, yeah, Pre- pre-gaming. pre-gamed. I did, I was pre-drinking. Uh, not that I would need it, but I, you know, I wanted something uh, festive, and so I had, I had myself a Bellini. I like that. Uh, anything that's you know slushy and sweet and alcoholic, uh, yeah, put my name on that. Mm. Oh, like a, a strawberry daiquiri. Let's do. Oh man, yeah, let's do it. We could have an apple teeny thing if we're uh, into the Scrubs persuasion. Let's go. Oh, let's go. You know, it's really good. You get the uh, strawberry daiquiri and the pina colada. Make that Miami Vice. Ooh, oh, that's, oh, that's my vacation that. drink. That's a good one. Um, when I, when I go to Vegas, you go, you go to Fat Tuesdays. Fat Tuesdays in Vegas, and you get those yeah. huge like yardstick cups. With, it like, seems unnecessary, or but it's great. Know, blue Hawaiian. Oh, it, it's totally unnecessary, but it's awesome. Well, someone's got to put the bartender's kids through college, so I I have a beer. 
<laughs> and it's it's uh, it was purely chosen based on cosmetics. I saw the it was a picture of a um, warrior looking guy raising a sword about to slash three demons, and it's called a uh, McTavish beer, and it's called Legendary Ale. It's uh, an American pale ale from the uh, brewery of Le True du Diable. It's a uh, another French uh, <laughs> French. Yeah, I, I like that du Diable. In, du uh, Diable. Sherwinigan. If I was having a beer, it would probably be a uh, focal banger from uh, the Alchemist Brewery, which is in Vermont. And uh, it's only available in that area. Um, they're very well renowned for Heady Topper. Uh, it's absolutely wonderful, very hoppy beers um, that uh, when I had first heard about them, they were like in a much smaller space. And now they have a really cool like tasting space. You can go there, get some free samples. I uh, go out and buy some buy some cans of beer and get on your way. Love them free samples. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, how about uh, we get into her? It's so uh, what we're talking about tonight is uh, Final Fantasy IX, just released on Switch. Well, was it a little over a week ago now? I guess uh, Shadow Drop during the direct. Fe- February thirteenth. Yeah. Oh man, has weeks. it been that long? Or yeah. Two and a half weeks. I guess that, fe- that feels a long time ago. <laughs> it it really does. <laughs> <laughs> It was 25, 25 hours of Final Fantasy IX ago for me. Yeah, well, I, I did not finish. Um, I'm still still working my way through. I believe I'd be just shy of halfway through the third disc. Um, so I, I still got a little ways to go. But I think I'm at like 13 hours. But I have been using the turbo function uh, not quite as liberally as uh, Jordan had, or did, I should say. Uh, but but I've been using it, especially for those uh, nice, slow battles. Before we get too too deep into what what's new in the port, I'll just go over a little bit of history of the, the Final Fantasy, the original, uh, that released back in 2000. So Final Fantasy IX began uh, in the summer of 98. It was near the end of the development for Final Fantasy VIII. Um, so Final Fantasy, uh, as we all remember, was going through some big changes. Seven and eight bucked the trend for the Final Fantasy franchise, and they gave up their medieval look uh, to go with a, a modern setting. A, a steampunk style, if you will, I guess. And uh, Sakaguchi was uh, brought back in to develop the new story for Final Fantasy IX. And uh, the, so he was going back to the to the medieval European roots uh, from his original games and uh, created essentially the the kind of world and the, the costumes and characters were all centered around the English, uh, I think it's a Georgian period is the way it's pronounced, uh, during the, the reign of King George's. Uh, during the 18th and 19th centuries at the time they they actually were working on like the future of final fantasy because this was the final game that was on the playstation 1 um final fantasy 10 for playstation 2 had been announced um shortly before the release as was the uh, final fantasy 11 mmo so all all three were in development uh around 99 at the same time so we need to get nine out of the door (laughs) yeah that's right it's it's baffling how many final fantasies they cranked out in this period because if you think about it so what six came out in 94 right and then you had seven eight nine essentially came out 97 98 99 while they're working on chrono trigger as well yeah well well chrono trigger chrono trigger would have been done i think chrono because isn't it i think chrono trigger's team at least the square side went on to work on final fantasy 7 yeah. After that, yeah, that was was I think thing, I think yeah. Chrono Trigger's ninety five is when that that was out, and then but yeah, they basically seven eight nine 
three three giant PlayStation One 3D RPGs all essentially came out in like a three four year span. And Sakaguchi must have been a busy man then because he was he was in the development of all three. Like the MMO was actually one of was his push. Uh, he he thought that's where the future of the franchise was going. Yeah, and then ten came out in two thousand one. Yeah, uh, they were doing the movie. And I think this is this might be part of the reason why stuff like the movie might have blown up because I think Sakaguchi was really pressed thin. There's also all the stuff where I think that's when Sakaguchi, I think the production company for the movie was in Hawaii, and I think that might have been where Square Enix USA was or Square yep. USA. Yeah, well, and, even part of the development of Nine was done in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I, I thought that was the case as well. Like it was, it just like really Final Fantasy. Still, I don't think the teams were that ridiculously big, but they just they did a lot in a very quick amount of time. I I can imagine that they were probably all working Rockstar, like, uh, hours to make <laughs> no, these I games. The crunch. <laughs> and uh, for anyone not totally uh, <laughs> in tune with the Final Fantasy franchise, so Hironobu Sakaguchi was the original creator of Final Fantasy. Uh, had worked on all of them up until that point. Um, so Final Fantasy IX was kind of meant as a swan song for everything that came before it. Uh, he wrote and came up with the um, setting for Final Fantasy IX. ton of references to old Final Fantasies that we'll get into later in the, the episode. He And then the, the only other... I won't get too into the who built it because I'm pretty sure we went over some of the developers um, back in October when we had our Final Fantasy episode. Uh, but the other name to note is uh, Hiroyuki uh, Aido, who was the, the director on Final Fantasy IX. So he was, again, uh, involved in every Final Fantasy up until that point as well. Um, he did different jobs uh, on each one. Uh, he was the co-director on Final Fantasy VI with uh, Katasi and uh, worked, uh, like I said, worked. He was doing like battle design and different things, uh, uh, worked on Chrono Trigger as well. And um, this was his second go as director, or uh, his uh, the first time he was on his own, but his second time in the in that role. Um, yeah, and we'll probably talk about more. I mean, well, I guess you might have covered him on the other show, but because he also was the guy who came in for uh, God, I'm blanking on the dude's name. Final Fantasy twelve that then got bumped off. But anyway, uh, Itoi was. Uh, or Ito was the guy who came in to basically save Final Fantasy XII because it was I'm gonna find his name Matsuno <laughs> Yasumi Matsuno who's the Final Fantasy Tactics guy uh, started doing work on Final Fantasy XII um, and then I think due to health issues and I think the game was also taking a very long time to come out uh, he wound up stepping down from it and then Ito took over. And then kind of brought that home. And then since then, Ito has basically just been working on re-releases. And it seems like he's in a uh, supervisory, producery role on a lot of Square stuff. I forget what his, his exact title is now, but he's he's pretty high up the chain at this point. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely a, a veteran. He's He's been there since the beginning, so. Yeah. Developer that uh, anyone wants to touch on before, we'll... I was thinking what we would do is maybe start with the... The bad stuff <laughs> about this. About so the this. port's bad. Take it yeah. away, Neil. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think you guys, because you guys played a lot more of the game because you put up with the bullshit in this game. Or not this game, in this specific, this port. So uh, as far as I know with the history of this Final Fantasy IX remastered thing, it did start off as a, as a mobile and PC version, I think, initially. Yeah. Anybody correct me? Correct me if well, I'm wrong. Uh, mobile specifically. 
Okay, so mobile yep. specifically, and then came out. I think it came to PC, and then PS4, and then it came to Switch and Xbox One on February thirteenth, two thousand nineteen. Uh, it followed the Final Fantasy VII port, which first debuted on PS4, which is the version that we're going to be talking about when we reconvene here in probably about a month's time. Uh, I played a good chunk of that Final Fantasy VII port and found it to be really fun and playable. My issues with the Final Fantasy IX port here is that they didn't really change that much about the game, which would normally be a good thing, except for this is from the era where load times on the PlayStation 1 were basically the norm, and there were drawn-out cutscenes and long summons and stuff like that. Uh, they do try to throw in a Band-Aid for it. So they have, what are the, there's the four toggles that you can do on. There's like the what like heal uh, everybody do well there's a, yeah there's like max uh it's it's max so it, max the, health the, i think max damage the, sort of turbo. like the hp thing is weird because the way it works is that you're at you don't take like you can take the damage but then you're you're just back to max so if you actually take a hit that's bigger than your existing hp you die but <laughs> that's such but, a stupid <laughs> option but any but any hit less than that doesn't reduce your HP. So well, if you have like you a to cheese the game too hard, yeah, yeah. it's really weird because if like so if you have a thousand HP and you get hit with nine hundred, you're still at a thousand, nothing changes. But if you get a hit with eleven hundred, you're dead, and you have to use a um, a phoenix uh, phoenix down to to bring it back to life. So it's yeah, yeah it's, it's really weird. I think one of them's the the trance one, right? Where it fills up your trance meter automatically and you stay yeah. tranced or yeah, something. Yeah, that's it. That's pointless too, though, because every hit... So what it does is it gives you full trance, but then it makes every hit 10,000. Hmm. So you don't even yeah. need the trance anymore. Yeah. Well, they knew trance is stupid anyway, so... Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's I mean, trance yeah. is kind of dumb. But I guess oh, the PSA it's... resistance of all these things is turbo mode, which just makes everything uh, go super quick in an almost humorous fashion. So the thing with this is, is Jordan, I, I have no idea how you were able to play. Oh, you can also turn off random encounters. Yeah, yep, those are the, those I are did, the four I did, toggles. I, I mean, the random encounter one is almost as important. At least I found it almost as important as the turbo mode. But yeah. I, I guess in con- I, work, I, think, I think they work well in conjunction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I think maybe maybe my thing is that uh, I found turbo mode to be very like unenjoyable to play the game as because it was moving too fast. Yeah. And it was also cumbersome to like... I would want to do turbo mode for some things and then slow it down. So I'd do a lot of going back and forth toggling, which were, which involves going to a pause menu, going to select something and then pausing out, which mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's like in Link's Awakening where you like, it's doable to do that, but it's not ideal to like go and switch your sword shield and the rock's feather in Link's Awakening. Yeah, um, so I played about 90% of the game in Turbo Mode, I would say. And just a, a quick comparison to FF12, uh, on the PlayStation 4 controller for FF12, it's a single button. I think it's like R2 or L2 to turn Turbo Mode on and off or to uh, increase the game speed. And I, w- I wish they had done that here. Yep. Because I think that would have made a ton of sense, right? Single button, you know, not hitting three buttons, including pausing in and out, because you, you can't even pause the game at every point, right? There are certain, yeah. uh, certain sections where you, that uh, option is turned off. But um, yeah, I, I did have some of the, the cumbersome problems, and I actually found it really comical to be running around some of the areas. Like, I was kind of, I've really 
treating it in a very lighthearted, like just kind of running through it as fast as I could kind of thing. And um, I certainly wasn't stopping to smell the roses everywhere and doing all the side stuff. I missed a, I missed a bunch of stuff, but I was okay with that. I just wanted to get through it. And um, yeah, I, you know, I really enjoyed the turbo mode for grinding when I needed to. So I would turn off random encounters at, at a new area, usually just outside of a town. And then I'd turn on turbo mode and just run around and, and gain like three or four levels. One of the funny <laughs> things about the game is that if you're playing through the store and you're getting to new places, the experience you get is really high. Like you, you oh, yeah. don't, oh, yeah. you don't have to grind a lot in this game. You grind kind of more strategically, like in certain spots where you're fighting newer or more challenging enemies. And you know, if you're right outside of town, you can, you know, actually, you can call Ma or call a Moogle to uh, use a tent at any point. The stupid thing about the tents, though, they don't even heal you up fully. Like, what gives with that? Like, there's there's yeah. no there's no cottages, there's no houses. It's only tents, and so the, the one thing you can buy to rest in, it doesn't heal you full. I'm like, that's some BS for sure. But oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, how many times did you? Uh switch screens and then just go immediately right back to the other screen by accident in turbo mode like oh, i'd miss yeah, I, yeah i'd yeah. miss this set of stairs and be like run straight back to where i came like ah um but yeah I, for turbo mode i tried to i tried to keep it limited to just when i was sort of traveling big areas or like if i was like all right i've already been in the city and now i'm just sort of you know like um the one quest that you need to get the three different potions for sid um you know, that was like, okay, I'm just going to flip on turbo mode. Like, I don't need to see this city. I've, you know, already explored a whole bunch already. Um, but yeah, when it came to story bits and like, and that kind of stuff, I tried to turn it off. And, and like Neil said, it was, it does definitely get annoying to like start, hit the L button or R button or whatever it is, then start again. But, uh, it's especially, but man, it definitely helps so much with battles. It's yeah, the the battle is like to get into a battle takes so long, even with the turbo on. Yeah, like the load the load times are like as a game on PlayStation One, and like uh, a bunch of us are going to be playing Xenogears, and we're playing the PlayStation One Classic version on on like Vitas and PS3s and stuff. Like that's a little more excusable because that's just literally like a game from 1998 that we're playing the older version of, but. Final Fantasy IX is a new remastered version in HD. It's inexcusable to have load times like this game does. Like, every, like the first couple battles that I got into, I thought the game crashed because there was such a delay between, like, having the, like, oh, you got into a battle and then it's a black screen and then you go into the battle, uh, which is okay for a game on a disc, on a, on a disc system in, in the year 1999, it's it's not as okay, or I guess two thousand. I guess would yes. have been right, right. This was early yeah, two thousand. Yeah, um, like that's okay, but it's not so much okay now, especially when it's a remastered version. And it just there's a slowness that kind of pervades a lot of this game that I don't think the turbo mode and the implementation of it really fixes. And like it sucks because if it just has that thing where like in Final Fantasy twelve or or my my recent thing is playing Mario and Luigi's Bowser's Inside Story on 3DS. That has the ability you just like hold down the R button and it just like speeds up text and and stuff. Oh, yeah, that's really nice. Um, which like like those like all you needed was that, and uh, I'd still would probably lament some of the, the issues with the port, but that would go such a long way to making my experience with this game a lot better. Because e- even as uh, I might have led on to talking to you guys before the show, like I don't hate this game. I'm just, I'm frustrated by it. Like, I wish, I wish I liked it more. I wish I enjoyed myself more. But 
mostly it stems from this this crappy port. Um, mm-hmm. And also, I think I think Zidane's a crappy character, and I, I think his <laughs> his his third act He's a redemption man, bro. His third act redemption is totally like it. I, I know, David, you you had mentioned earlier when we were talking about how like there isn't any single moment. He just slowly gets better over the course of the game, and I think it's just that they stopped writing him as much of a jackass yeah. as well, the game got deeper, and like that's the only difference. I don't really, f- I don't feel like a lot of his arc is that earned. Yeah, you can you can solely blame Ido for that because uh, yeah. in an interview afterwards, he made it clear that that was his call, uh, that Takaguchi had not written him that way at all, and that he had gone in and said, "No, we have to do this," and convinced him that that's what needed to be done. And I, yeah, like I think what they're trying to do was was give him a person like some kind of personality, something yeah. that stood out. But there's so yeah, many I, I better think, things. I feel they like could they might have gotten with. they might have gotten knocked for Qu- Cloud and Squall maybe being a little more milk toast protagonists. Even though I don't know if I'd like, I like I I can see that because I think Cloud and Squall have a little bit more of like the silent protagonist in them in some respects. Um, but I don't really think they're bad protagonists. No, well, Squall starts off that way and opens up as the game goes on. Yeah. And so that's kind of where some of that came in, but that. Even his character development, I thought, was more natural than Zidane. It was just kind of out of nowhere that like Zidane's this great guy. All of a sudden, it's like, well, yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's just, doing good things. But even when he was doing good dick. things, he was still a dick. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like a lot of his actions, especially in the in the first act. And I I stopped near the end of disc two. I think I was in like Efa Village or whatever whatever it's the tree area. Yeah, yeah, or like yeah, that tree. Um, that, like, that, that confrontation with Kuja there is about when I, when I petered out. Uh, but, like, in that early goings, like, I don't feel like my actions in the game are what that character would do in that moment. And I guess, like, they're trying to be like, oh, there's the meet cute with him and Garnet. Like, sure, whatever. Um, I don't believe that his intentions are pure. Um, <laughs> not, but, until, but it's, it's, not until mid disc three, apparently. <laughs> Um, but it, but it sucks because I think like all the other characters are are kind of great. Like Vivi is is probably one of the best Final Fantasy characters ever. Um, Steiner, I, I I found pretty like he's he's a little like silly, but I think they deepen him a little bit over the course of the story. Oh, I like Garnet. He's a little over the top, but even you know, Freya's yeah. even Freya feels like a better version of Zidane in some ways. Um, like I don't. It, I mean, it just Zidane sucks so much. All the other characters <laughs> are generally good. Oh, uh, before we get too deep into the story, um, one other thing to point out with the port. Visually, there was some changes because the, the characters were made into high def or higher def than the original. <laughs> the backgrounds are. <laughs> yeah, so they, they, they didn't put as much effort into the background. But, I mean, it is noticeable that the, the characters um, yeah. do have more definition and, and they're a little less polygonal. I think it's a little jarring, um, the contrast, but it's not it's it, not like detracting. Well, it's just the weird. Wor- well, it it is detracting in the final scenes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because there's, so there's, in, in in the final, there's this final thing, I don't want to go too into it because in case people haven't played it before, but there's this final kind of movie that's playing at the very end where the, there's this, there's a lot of action going on. And there's a, and it, so it's not, it's not the static background that, that you usually see with the characters. There's, it's a moving picture background and they have this high def Zidane jumping all over the place. 
and it looks so awful. <laughs> it looks so awful. Like he he's jumping all over the place, and you're like, what is he standing on? Like he's like it looks like he's just on the screen. Like he, it's not corresponding well. I think maybe when it was less high def, maybe it blended in more with with the movie in the background. But the movie in the background is like the old old style. So there, so it's just an even worse contrast. And when everything's moving in the background, it's just. It, yeah, it's it's like jarring is probably the best way to put it. I mean, it's not a long scene. It was just a noticeable one, I guess would be the, you know, that it was kind of like the this is the end of the game and if if you didn't think uh, this was a little odd, here's like one last kick in the kick in the nuts, you know, of this this just not being great. Sticking on the visual theme, uh the the menu and the text is different and I I'm fairly certain that's because of the mobile. Like it it's easy to tell that the text and the menu system was changed to be optimized for mobile um, because they use mobile-friendly font face now, um, and it, it, it's more um, pronounced. For, there's like again the contrast; it's more contrast with the background. Whereas in the original game, the menu system was kind of more blended in with with like it looked more part of the the environment. And then the final thing, which is actually what I, the most complaints that I heard about, at least on Twitter, is the music bug. Um, that each time during a battle, the music restarts. And uh, I didn't notice it right away, but there was kind of a glass shattering when it was brought to my attention. <laughs> where then it's you like, oh, notice it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, like you said, there's just, I mean, little things like that that's disappointing. It's especially when you see, um, I know it's, it, there'd be, it's much more labor intensive, but when you look at like the old, the older games and to see how much of improvement they got when it, when they were ported, um, to see like the original compared to the new, it seems like there was a light year jump that, that hasn't come to the PS, the PlayStation 1 versions. And I, like, I'm, I'm guessing that it's just based purely on like they don't want to put the money or the or the create it's like the mind enough, yeah, the capital easy towards to it. Just re-release it and sort of dust their hands, you know. Yeah, like people are going to buy it regardless. So it's uh, the cost benefit of okay, we're losing some people because you know the the port's not great, but the people we're losing aren't worth the money that we'd have to invest. Like that's mm-hmm. that's an assumption on my part. I mean, Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy IX was at the top of the eShop charts for weeks. It might, it might even still be at or near the top right now. Yeah. Every like, I mean, it was whatever time. If they dropped nine or seven on the Shadow Drop, it was brilliant. It didn't matter which one. That one was going to sell all the way up until the next one comes out. So and that's probably why they went with nine. Yeah, I think so too. Because I, I mean, yeah. yeah, seven is obviously the more popular one. I want to, I want to say one more positive thing about the ports. And that's that I played. I was I was playing about halfway through FF9 when we when we did the Final Fantasy recap series that thing in October on the Mage, and I wasn't really digging it. But playing through this one, I definitely have a more favorable impression of the game. And I don't even think it has anything to do with the quality of the game. I think it's just me being able to access it in a different way. The fact that I can turn off random encounters, which I hate in role-playing games, the fact that I can speed up the cinematic battles and the other stupid shit that I don't care about, <laughs> like I'm, I was able to customize the experience to fit my lifestyle. And that to me has so much value these days. Like I'm, I'm a father of a one and a half year old. Like my schedule revolves around him. Um, 
we've got another baby on the way so wife is oh, you cool. know, congrats. yeah so, so yeah congrats first 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 announcement to some of my uh uh nwr fellows here Woo! uh yeah so we've got a baby coming in july i i need more games that let me play them the way i want to play them and skip things i want to skip and avoid things i want to avoid and so i really appreciate that the port let me do that is it a good port hell no but it had <laughs> it had two it had two features that i want in every damn port let me speed up things i don't want and if i don't want to do random battles like i want to actually explore a dungeon and find treasures and stuff at my leisure let me do that if i if i want to get lost and like kind of make my way around let me do that at some ridiculous speed like four four times speed ten times speed whatever so that i'm not wasting an hour in a dungeon i'm wasting five or ten minutes you know the five or ten minutes i can actually spare on it so, yeah, I mean, I, I know that the port is not great. We want to see more from them, but I will be happy in the future if they just include a turbo button and a turn off random encounters button. And I think if I had a little more nostalgia for this game, like I, I played through it once. I was trying to deduce exactly when I think it was about 2002 or 2003. Um, and, and I enjoyed it, but I never I never revisited it. The closest I ever got to revisiting it is by playing the Final Fantasy IX story sequences in Theater Rhythm, uh, which <laughs> highly recommend everybody play that game. It's like one of the best 3DS games ever made, especially if you like Final Fantasy music. Um, but yeah, like I, I it, it's just this game kind of fell flat for me uh, playing it again. And I, I'm a little nervous about like playing Final Fantasy VII in a couple weeks, because that might fall flat for me <laughs> as well. But no I don't way, know. man. Seven. Ooh, baby. It's got Casey's uh, seal, uh, you know, 100% guarantee you're going to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Seven. yeah, yeah. Yeah, let me have Casey, top Casey of the told box. me. That's I'm going right. to hold you to it. You're going to enjoy it. And you're going to like it. Yeah. I'd like Casey to. I want Casey to film an infomercial where he's selling FF7. <laughs> you know, just like you're selling the knives Ooh, or like the. Baby. the turbo roaster whatever the hell it was you know <laughs> do it yeah maybe i'll i'll whip something up and if you if you don't if you don't fall if you don't fall in love with this game i'm gonna throw in you know five other final fantasies don't and, worry uh, that's, yeah. that's, that's that's not all house. yeah that's right. <laughs> well uh speaking of nostalgia how about uh jordan jordan has a fun little game that we can play uh before we get into some more thorough talk about the the story and the characters Oh, this is now, gonna be good. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So Final Fantasy Nine, uh, like we like I said, uh, this is kind of Sak- Sakaguchi's love letter to the, the Final Fantasy that came before it. Um, specifically the original Final Fantasy. I think uh, the there's a lot of Easter eggs and references that are uh, bu- built into Final Fantasy Nine. And b- uh, based on my list, it seems like the original Final Fantasy received the most uh, the most references. And uh, so Jordan and I. Each each wrote down everything that we could find, and, and he's he's going to give me a little quiz to see uh, if I was able to catch everything. So uh, about half of these are ones that I found on my own, and the other half are ones I was looking up online. And I I I uh, I'm curious to see David how many of these you come up with. So I've came up with, or to, I've collected here 13 Final Fantasy one references in Final Fantasy nine. So I've got my list ready to go, David, and I'm curious, uh, what's uh, what's one reference to the first, the original Final Fantasy that you found in uh, Final Fantasy IX? Okay, uh, well, I'll start, I'll start with the characters. I feel like each of the original characters 
had a corresponding character in Final Fantasy I mean, IX. Vivi okay. is the black mage. Yeah, that's the obvious one. Uh, Garnet is obviously the white mage, especially when uh, you look at like the the white robe that she was wearing at the beginning of the game. Yeah, good. Yeah, Zidane, I got those uh, too. Yep. Z- yeah, Zidane is the thief. Uh, Freya looked like the red mage to me, um, yeah. even though. I think there was more. She's more um, like a dragoon, Kane. though, right? Like she, yeah, yeah it's more like, more like a dragoon. But it was more uh, uh, the aesthetic of Freya because she had that red kind of red cloak there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I felt like Aramont was pretty close to what the black belt was. Um, yeah, yeah. And okay. then yep. Steiner would obviously be the fighter. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, so what I've I had two I wrote down two of those guys. I think you're absolutely right about those. I wrote down specifically just based on the appearance. Uh, Vivi obviously is the black mage. And I have Dag- Dagger's robe when you first meet her. It's very much the white mage robe if you remember right. It's the white cloak with the red kind of stripes on it. Uh, she doesn't wear that throughout the game. Uh, I think she wears it one more time when she's hiding, or she wears it at least uh, the beginning part of the game. Um, do you okay? Well, uh, I, I won't, I'll do one more related to characters um do you remember uh my hint would be something about after you leave the evil forest do you remember anything about the characters after you leave uh the evil forest uh, early, early in the game uh, like right after when blank becomes a stone yeah, so, I guess, eh? so right after he right after blank becomes a uh, stone they get they're going to go and cure him and you you're walking out of the uh, the forest and you're going to the next location do you remember anything about the characters or your team at that point um not final fantasy one like i what i wrote something down there is um oh it was uh around that time my my the note i had for that was that the tantalus yep. band was playing a final fantasy 7 song mm, okay okay but, so yeah i'm not sure about the final fantasy so one. this is uh if you remember the marketing and a lot of the um maybe demos or screenshots of Final Fantasy 1. Do you remember what the original or the typical party makeup was? The four characters. Who would it be? Uh, oh, uh, Final Fantasy 1. I imagine one. it was Black, Black, White, Fighter. And? And the Thief, I guess. Right. And who is in your party when you leave Oh, VB Garnet, Zidane, and Steiner. <laughs> right. So it's it's the yeah. warrior, thief, black mage, and white mage. So you, when you leave the evil forest, you have that prototypical... It, it's the first time, I believe, you're fighting with four, at least your four party members who are going to be with you throughout the game. Yeah. And you're you're the original Final Fantasy One kind of prototypical party there. So that was a, another cool one related to the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, th- yeah, those are kind of the only ones I have related to characters. So let's uh, at least... Uh, character classes and stuff yeah. uh okay so what's uh what's another one that you uh, uh you well found? garland is as the yeah. one of, of the course. antagonists yeah that was the next that, one that, on, next one on my list too yeah that that's one that uh with garland i thought there were more overt references to final fantasy one than just the name and i think i just had that kind of mistaken in my head when i was younger and looking into it it's just like no nah, it's just the name it's just the yeah name, it's yeah. just the name yeah and the yeah. fact that he's a villain um yeah. i do like Garland Garland does make me uh, it reminds me of one of my favorite things about Final Fantasy One, which is the twist with Garland. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the the only thing I can think of in terms of Garland is that it's not Garland who's the main villain in FF Nine, yeah. although it seems like he could be. It's Kuja, but 
what happens in Final Fantasy 1 is Garland, you see him at the beginning of the game and you beat him quite handily. Like, he's not that important. But he comes back later as, as Chaos, right? And he's super powerful. So there's something yeah. about something about maybe a deception with Garland that you don't... Mm. He's, he's He might be not as important as he seems or stronger than he seems. Just something about um, he... It kind of misleads you or or uh, meeting him you're not exactly sure who he's going to be so there's a little bit of deception in both games in terms of uh in terms of garland or um yeah kind of uh, fighting him and stuff like that so yeah garland was the the next one i had uh what's um, uh, what else the world map of gaia is closely resembled over uh over, like the final fantasy one map and the map of gaia is very closely resemble each other. Yeah, I have that. Now, I've I've looked at the images side by side, and I think it's one of I think I do think it's one of the looser references. I can see it, but I th- I feel like I have to be told that first, and then I kind of oh yeah, I can see it now. Like I I, it's, I think it's hard to realize that at first. But if you do look at the map side by side, there is a kind of loose four continent kind of structure to them with water in the middle of the four continents. And so yeah, the map layout is uh, definitely a callback uh, reference to the first game. Yeah, and then we got the rat tail in the auction house. Uh, very good. Yeah, so rat tail, uh, part of a quest line to help you get the Excalibur sword for Steiner, uh, and Bahamut gives uh, you give that to Bahamut in Final Fantasy One uh, as a proof of your courage, and then you get to uh, you get to class up to the uh, the adult or the mature uh, stronger classes there. Good. Yeah. Yep. Um, what? You, next one. You're not counting Sid as a reference, are you? So. Uh, Sid no. is a forever reference. Yeah, so I didn't yeah. count. Yeah. And so I just, Sid, Sid yeah. isn't really in Final Fantasy One, right? Like, is I, it two when when the Sid like Sid is a character? Yes, yes. Final Fantasy Two, Sid becomes a, a person in the game, person in the world. However, the they, factually the factually worst Final Fantasy. By the way. <laughs> that's, that's right. Uh, although we'll, we'll, we're going to get to that soon, I think. Uh, <laughs> although. I mean, there is a reference to Sid from Final Fantasy, though, because um, the strange potion that you put together, um, if you read the notes, it, yes. it references back to the book of Matoya. Very good. That's, so that's the one I was That's what I was hoping you'd get to. So, yeah. So, Sid, <laughs> yeah. when you're trying to cure him of his, uh, I guess it becomes a frog, right? And you're trying to cure him of the frog disease. He's an oglop. Yeah, he's an oglop, I think. Oh, that right. Turn, yes. Potion yeah. turns into a frog, right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the book of Matoya, and Matoya is the uh, the witch um, or sorceress in Final Fantasy One who helps you cure the elf prince. So it's kind of a, a neat little callback to curing a, a prince or curing uh, someone important with uh, with some kind of potion or something. So that's a neat yeah. one. Yep. Uh, uh, what else the, you got? So uh, Mount Gulag uh, uses the same music as Mount Gulg in, in uh, the, which is the fire dungeon from Final Fantasy One. That's right. So the music is a, it's a remix. It's uh, you know you can you can definitely hear it there for sure. Um, the NES name of that volcano I had to look it up. It's Gurgu Volcano. So they changed the oh, name okay. a little bit in the uh, to Mount Golg and then Mount Gulug in uh, FF9. But uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's eight so far we've got. I've got a few more for you. What else? And you the have? four the four crystals uh, that are split between Garnet Garnet and uh, Eco uh, to call Alexander. Okay, so, so I a reference I, definitely it. is, and I didn't have that on my list. I'd forgotten about that. So oh, really? That makes okay. a that's. I'll add that as Stumped number four, fourteen. Yep. yep. Uh, four. I, I I was thinking about something about four crystals, but I I couldn't uh, piece it together in my in my head. So four. You have the four crystals that you have to um, return the shine to in uh, Final Fantasy One, and we so we see that in yep. FF Nine as well. 
Uh, okay, um, so four the next one I got one? is uh, the Guardians of Terra, or the four fiends from the first Final Fantasy. Fantastic. So this is a two-parter. Uh, so I give you a half point for that. So the four <laughs> elemental fiends uh, of Earth, <laughs> Earth, Earth, Fire, uh, Water, and Wind. Um, yep. What's funny is that uh, I think two of them have the same names. So Kraken is still Kraken, I believe, and Tiamat is still Tiamat. The yep. fire one, the fire one is not Carry like it is in in uh, FF1. Uh, and lit lich is different lich as well. This, well, was it different in FF9? It, it, yeah, it's not lich. It's a it's a longer name, I think. Um, oh, okay. I thought it was. I thought I said lich. So that's what the hell are their names in FF9? Yeah, well, the, I, like I can't you said, the, the, the kraken is this, the crack. It's yeah, kraken definitely and kraken and Tiamat. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely the same. I can't. I thought it was like something like Medusa or something in the F in nine. Yeah, it, it's it's something weird. Something Although it, it look yeah. it look it reminds you the looking at it, it looks just like the same one. But yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's so that's the half part. Now I want you to think of the very end of the game, and I want you to make uh, there's two there's something that happens in FF one and the exact same thing happens in FF nine. Thinking about the second time when you fight these, uh, I'm, I'm giving way too much. The second time when you fight the four fiends. <sighs> I found it jarring in FF9 when it happened. The only thing that stands out to me is when I who is the first the the first the first fiend that I beat after he died he hit me with this ridiculously overpowered thing that mm-hmm. killed everyone but yeah. Zidane. Yeah. No, that's not so that's not it. It's um mm. uh if you remember where you encountered them they're not they're not just standing somewhere you don't see them on the on the map you just the battle just starts however yeah, they, they're almost like a random it, it, it it's almost but it's almost. the exact same spot every time and in final yeah. fantasy one when you fight the four fiends again in the temple of chaos they are in the exact same square the exact same part of the map every time you fight them so it's oh, not it's not okay. a random encounter right. it's a mm. fixed encounter the second time you fight them just like right. it is in final fantasy one Okay. So that's a so they kind of really went really hard into that reference, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um I so think a couple more, a couple more. I think I only have one more left myself. Uh that's um Princess Cornelia in the play is named after the city in Final Fantasy 1. Good. Yep. Uh, yep, I've got that one as well. I knew that uh, was familiar. Yeah. Or uh as purists of Final Fantasy 1, uh Corneria. Yeah. Um <laughs> 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 uh, and then, uh, okay, so yeah, that's, that's all, that's all you've got, David. Final Fantasy. Okay. Yep. Great. So I'll start at the top and see which ones. Uh, Garland, we got Rattel, we got Matoya, we got uh, uh, Neil or Casey. Do you guys have any others that you noticed or? <laughs> Not that I. Get, uh, I mean, most of the ones were covered. My memory. I, it's been a long time since I've played Final yeah. Fantasy One. Yeah, the, I've I've definitely played bits and pieces of one, but never yeah. like a, a legitimate playthrough. Fair enough. I mean, you so, should play Final Fantasy Origins. It's very good. It makes it playable for normal people that aren't David. <laughs> or monsters. <laughs> the uh, the last three are very obscure, um, but uh, or or just maybe just well hidden in the game. Um, so the uh, the my eleventh one is uh, David. Do you remember the item, the Pumas Stone? Uh, it's uh, an equipable item for Dagger, and it gives her a, a summon. It teaches her yep. uh, a particular Eidolon. Um, so it teaches her the Eidolon Arc. Um, do you remember what uh, Eidolon that is or what, what Arc is? I don't know if you ever used that or she learned it or not. Uh, yeah, 
I remember Ark from Final Fantasy VIII, but not okay. Final Fantasy One. So in Final Fantasy VIII, what is Ark? Maybe it's the uh, same in Nine. It's Guardian Force. It, it, it does it. Does, it's like, like another. What does it's it like look an like? Edelon. Looks like a boat. Oh, okay. Or like a ship or something. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, you're on the right track. So it's similar in FF9. It is a a ship. Um, what kind of ships do we find in Final Fantasy games usually? Uh, airship or airships. Yeah, airships. Okay. So the pumice stone. Um, apparently, if you if you do the Japanese translation, uh, it it mean it, the, the Japanese is float stone. And oh, flo- the floater, floatstone. the floater Flo- from yeah, yeah, the floater that you get uh, in Final That's Fantasy right. One. So yeah. the float, so the floatstone is an item in Final Fantasy One, at least in the origins and the later editions. And in Final Fantasy One for NES, it's called a floater, and the floater item allows you to summon the airship in Final Fantasy One. So yeah. that item that summons the Eidolon Ark, which is an airship, also is an item in Final Fantasy One that summons your airship that you get to use to travel in the world. So that's a that's a cool one too. I thought. Um, I've got two more here. Um, do you remember the city, uh, a very early city in the game, uh, Dali? Or, mm-hmm. or, yeah, I think Dali. Dali. Um, that's Dali, where the mages yeah. are, right? The, yeah, that's where they're producing them underneath the city. Um, yep. Do you remember anything about the inn in Dali? The guy, there was a bunch, there was a cat. Yeah. And and then the guy was working with working with the, the people that were manufacturing. Okay. And he kept falling yeah. asleep. And in the next room, uh, what what what's in the next room that you enter after that? In the inn, is the fountain in there? Nope. So th- this is I mean this is tough, and it's not even an FF one NES reference. It's more of a generic, uh, maybe a little bit more generic Final Fantasy reference. Um, the beds are arranged in the four corners of the room, uh, as you see in. Um, Later editions of Final Fantasy 1 and uh, Final Fantasy 2 and 3 do this as well, where the beds are in the four corners and the characters kind of, when you go to the end and they play a little, like, little scene. Oh, the they all merge in the middle. They, right. They, so the characters yeah. all go together and then they merge, right? So there's yeah. uh, that little thing there that happens in that uh, that particular end. Um, yeah, so that's not an NES Final Fantasy 1, but it, it does happen in other versions of the game. Uh, final one, and a really good one, and this is... Um, uh, very, very much a hidden Easter egg in the game. I think you can't find it till disc four. Um, in, uh, Ma- I think it's Maidane Sari, the uh, uh, I guess old oh, Eidolon the, city, yep. where, you find, where you find where uh, you find Eco. Um, yep. You, if you come back there during disc four, I think you can get some extra information about uh, Garnet or Dagger, uh, and you can learn about her real family. So. Dagger's real mother is named Jane, uh, spelled J-A-N-E or J-A-Y-N-E, uh, and that's a reference to the mother of Princess Sarah in Final Fantasy One in uh, Cornelia. Uh, Cornelia. <laughs> so the for the first castle in Final Fantasy One, you're going to rescue Princess Sarah, and the mother who you don't see in the throne room, she's off kind of in her own room crying about it. Is her name is Jane. Uh, so Dagger's mother is also Jane, and you learn in that city, in Medane Seri, in the Eidolon Wall, that Dagger's real name is also Sarah. So that's okay. kind of a, so that's mm-hmm. kind of a funny thing. So that her mother is Jane, just like uh, the mother in Final Fantasy One of, of Princess Sarah, and Dagger or Garnet is also a technically a Princess Sarah. 
Yeah, I definitely did not go back to. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's a really deep cut. Like you gotta. Yeah, that go... is a very very deep cut. Like you're going back at the end of the game, and you're basically like clicking on everything you can <laughs> just yeah. just checking around but yeah i thought that was a cool one so i mean you got all the ones that i had and you had the crystal one i didn't and it's the three very obscure ones that uh were definitely easy to miss so yeah, yeah. Uh, I, i'll very just good. quickly go over um because I, I had a few from other ones too like yeah yeah that's um, a good idea let's do that so for final fantasy four references uh there was kane's lance which is um the strongest weapon for freya that's found in the kind of the the final um, run there at the end. The dwarves, I forgot that the city already, there where, the, where Garnet and Zidane get married there. Um, they say Lali, they, oh, they yeah. keep saying Lali yes, Ho, but then there's right, like Rally right. Ho from, from Final Fantasy IV. Um, the ant lion that attacks Puck uh, is in Final Fantasy IV. Zidane and Kuja really reminded me of like Cecil and Golbez. Like that similar yeah. like brother relationship. Absolutely, yes. And uh, the other thing I noticed from that game was that the Magus sisters there was a there's a statue for them um, <laughs> yeah, in yeah. Alexandria. <laughs> um, so that that was pretty neat. Um, not as many references to the other games like Final Fantasy VI. The the only ones I really noticed were um, Mog, yep, um, or Mog, and um, that the gemstones were kind of similar to Magicite. There's a and character. Then, there's there's a character somewhere named Locke. Uh, someone keeps referring to Locke and spelled the same way, L O C K E. I don't know who it is, or I don't really remember, but there is a character in Final Fantasy IX called Locke. Okay. Yep. And then for Final Fantasy VII, um, I had the the Tantalus Band was playing uh, a song from there. Um, in the Limbloom Weapon Shop, uh, there's the Buster Sword, which is yes, right. Z- Zidane quips that I remember that guy with the spiky hair. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I remember I, that I, one. Yeah, and then the last one I had, it was it was kind of a reference to seven and eight. Was yes, um, yes, yes. in the final, like they 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 redo the play again, and he says, "No cloud or squall will hinder us." I laughed out loud at that. <laughs> yeah. It was so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was that was a pretty obvious one there, but uh, there might have been more. But that those are the only ones I was able to catch. So. But yeah, it was pretty neat. I guess well, like when you have a guy like Sakaguchi doing the writing, then and it was also very intentional to make the game that kind mm-hmm. of a throwback in that regard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, it really is. I don't really know if any of the games after this really celebrated the series in the way that Nine does. I don't think so. Like. Uh... Thinking back to like ten, twelve, uh, you could like argue I've, that fifteen does really... like fifteen does a lot of callbacks. Yeah, because um, they do have the 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 car that you can play the old music on and stuff. Yeah, which is one of the like the three things that I like about Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's been a while since I played edition? it. But there's some no. <laughs> Of course, there. Of course, it's not. Nothing good's in the pocket edition. Casey, you were warned about bringing that up. <laughs> if I if I ever play Final Fantasy 15, it's going to be pocket edition. But I don't plan on playing Final Fantasy 15. So I like. Well, I you like know what's FF9. funny is you, you like the action RPGs, and you won't play Final Fantasy 15. Yeah, I like. I mean, that's the, the, mo- the most action <laughs> RPG. <laughs> I mean, my not not to get on a little tangent here. My beef is also. Uh, I mean, this is the second to last traditional RPG in the series. Or no, no, I guess 13, at least the first 13, starts off as more turn-based. Um, 
right? Yeah, yeah. Was it? But yeah. don't the later ones become more action based? I've only played demos of the other two. Well, fourteen's an MMO. Um, well, no, 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 no. I mean, I mean, thirteen two and Lightning Returns are they still turn based? I don't know, but th- like thirteen definitely is because they use yeah. they have like the class system, like the Sentinel and the Attacker. I did, I did like, like the combat is the best part of Final Fantasy thirteen. It's just that that's the entire yeah. game. <laughs> yeah, it's just a one great big long hallway. Yeah, until you get to like hour forty. Yeah, and then you're like, the here's 15... a cool city, then the yeah. game's over. For 15 minutes. I really appreciate that FF9 could have all these Easter eggs and throwbacks and, like, just not take itself so seriously. You know, it was really lighthearted and, you know, not so so dour and dark. And even when bad things were happening, you kind of knew that, you kind of knew it was going to end, it was going to be okay, the, the characters were going to figure it out. And I, re- I really liked seeing all these callbacks to to the series you know they were they were kind of moving on from the playstation and wrapping up maybe they were never going to come back to something so traditional like this ever again uh it's almost it's almost I mean, a little bit of foresight you know no they haven't i mean i think there's a lot of people that want them to and uh, i don't know i doubt it'll ever happen you know now that's what the bravely team is doing and, and other mm-hmm. other and indie developers you know they're giving us maybe maybe the octopath team like it's it's other it's going to fall on other shoulders to give us the traditional final fantasy experiences that a lot of fans still want and you know the main series is just going to keep experimenting or they're going to you know remake you know seven six. eight nine six and it's going to you know <laughs> take 20 years to do but 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 you look at the remake of seven and it's it's going away from turn based. It's a lot. It seems a lot more dark. It seems a lot darker. You know, grittier. Like it's I never happening. No, and even <laughs> if it even if it even if it does, it, it I, I can't see it living up to the hype or living what up year to did they the standard. That you know, like 2014 maybe oh. thirteen or fourteen. Yeah. Was it that long? Jesus, man. It's like I, I remember think... how hyped I was, and yeah, all the jokes like yeah. maybe you'll see it in twenty twenty. And I'd be I'd be thankful if we saw it in 2020. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think one of the things that stood out for me with Final Fantasy IX as well was that the the villains weren't all that villainous. Like I didn't. Uh, I mean, they, they, they kept kind of sympathetic. You know? No, and they kept switching. Like uh, like Queen Braun was the villain for the first act, and then Kuja kind of took that over, and then they were kind of playing up Garland to be the big bad, but then. He was disto- disposed of so quickly that uh-huh. it's like Kuja was meant to be the bad guy, but I never, never felt hatred towards him, like to a certain extent. Like the his um, actions seemed, um, I mean, it was all based on a fear of dying. So it was, it, it, they seemed. Um, I don't know if I want to say redeemable. Yeah, like yeah, like understandable. I guess would probably be the better way to that I would put it. Like it, he didn't, he didn't seem necessarily like an. Uh, you know, a truly evil character. There was no, there's no urgency to him, right? Like he wasn't in a hurry to destroy everything. I felt like he was just so lackadaisical, like, uh, you know, it's almost the way he walks too. Like he's just kind of yeah. sashaying around and throwing his arms up and yeah, you know, you guys die now and yeah, I'll get to it later and I'll see you later. Like it's, it's very much like there's no, he's not making things happening immediately. Like he's, He's not like Kefka, where like, okay, poison the river, okay, separate the continents, like doing all these crazy things, but like, they're happening right now. We have to hurry and stop Kefka. I never felt like there's that hurry. We have to stop Kuja. Like it was more like, oh, well, yeah, we'll we'll get there when we get there, kind of thing. It was like yeah. uh, Xenoblade Torna. 
Mm, Go yeah. take care of other things. I'll be uh, waiting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's not get started on that. <laughs> I mean, I guess the one thing you could say was that like, he was taking his time because he was very methodical in his plan. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, it never, like you said, it, you never felt like the, the world would end if you sat around. <laughs> no, like, I mean, he. one of the most impactful things he did was he, he destroyed... Queen Braun, and he destroyed the cities. But then the cities rebuilt themselves. Like there, there was yeah. no, there's no real lasting impact to the world. You know, at least we we never got to that. And I think that was kind of missing. I thought it was such a good thing in Final Fantasy VI, where you go to the dark world and that things have irreparably changed. There is no going back to the light world. But in FF9, you know, they had that more fantasy, whimsical tone. I, I never felt like something could happen and we would never be able to go back. Like yeah. Al- Alexandria rebuilt, like but it looked like Bermesia was going to rebuild. All these places that got destroyed, yeah, they were going to come like, back, right? Before you yeah. even knew it, it was practically like sure there was just some rubble in the road, you know. But yeah, it looked the exact same. Everyone's just out in the you know out and about doing their day to day stuff. Like nothing yeah. has really changed. No one's like cowering in fear or hiding inside, like worried about Kuja and the end of the world. Like it's it was just business as usual. Um, and the the other thing that I didn't remember way back when was that um like it would the whole story was more linear than I remember it being. Mm, yeah. Um, I mean it does. I mean there's there's a few opportunities here and there to I guess to grind I guess out in the the world, but exploration wise there wasn't a whole lot. Like it really was a story focused adventure for the most part. Yeah, like I really didn't this... find myself going off the beaten path all that much. I mean, you could, but it wasn't off the beaten path. It was just kind of closer to the areas where you already are. You know, there's other things to do in this city, or you can you can take Quina or Quina and go and catch the frogs if you want to. Like very kind of minor diversions, like not oh let's go to this uh, let's take the airship and go to this new land we've never been to before, and there'll be new stuff there. There wasn't really anything like that. You you kind of explored every part of the world. Just in playing the game through. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know what? For me, I don't mind, you know, I, I don't mind a nice yeah, yeah, linear agree. experience. Sort of like Jordan was saying before, it's it's nice to like, all right, just gonna get in here, gonna be able to sort of chug through here and do what I gotta do, you know? As it's, we're getting I mean, it's, older. It's, it's an old it's an older game, it's an older game where we've we've all played it through either to completion or to the halfway point or something, we all have experience with this game. So when a game that's 20 years old comes out today with very minor changes, yeah, I want to go through it again and kind of remember some stuff and enjoy, you know, re- refresh my memory about the story. But I don't need to see everything again. And I don't, I don't, I don't need all these side quests and diversions and stuff. I do kind of want to just see how the story goes. And I actually, yeah, I liked the ending. I like, I think some of the, some of the cutscenes were terrible. Like basically every cutscene with Zidane, I hate it because I, I hate the way he looks in CG. But yeah. actually, some of the some of the ones with the eidolons were really good. Like when they blow up the castle uh, and the shots yeah, with, o- Baha- with Bahamut Odin. were really cool. O- Odin was a good Odin one. was really oh, good. Man. Yeah, yeah. When, yeah, I thought the the coolest to me was when Alexander gets summoned and, and yeah, just that how was awesome. Epic it looked around the big you know castle and city and everything. Uh, yeah, that yeah. was probably you know one of my favorite you know, moments throughout the game. Yep. 
like I didn't skip any of the cutscenes because I, you know, again, I, I there's some characters that look kind of goofy and I didn't really want to see them. But I think for the most part, the cutscenes were pretty well done. And I, I imagine like playing that game the first time in 2000 or you know when it first released, like being you know blown away by the quality of those. Like they're really well done. Oh yeah, I mean, I was like I said, I was still impressed by mm-hmm. some of these videos. You know, like. Or cutscenes, like I could only imagine if, uh, you know, back in two thousand, to be like, your mind would be blown. Yeah, you'd want to like call everyone over, like, hey, look at this video, like this is awesome, like this is happening in a PlayStation One video game, like that's yeah, definitely blowing the minds of uh, uh, younger RPG fans at the time for sure. I mean, that's what that's what Final Fantasy Seven did to me back yeah. in the day. Yeah. yeah. And uh, just circling back to when Zidane, like, his character, I, like, there there was no event, like we were saying, there was no, like, singular, singular event that I feel like things had changed. But I think where I noticed that they were making it obvious that, that uh, he, you know, he was becoming that hero character was, I think it was with, with his uh, interactions with Aramont, where Aramont was kind of looking at him, like, trying to figure him out. And then all of a sudden, like, when he was being watched, it seemed like that's when the good deeds were happening. <laughs> so, I mean, that that's when it, it seemed noticeable to me was, was uh, I think there was, like, the war where he could have killed Aramont, and he's like, I wanted, I'm asking, like, why didn't you kill me? And he's like, well, I didn't need to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so for character groups, what, uh, I mean, a lot of the game, you, you really don't get to choose who who you're fighting as but near the at the end when you actually do get your party uh what was the the go-to uh choices um i mean for me like zaiden i guess you know vv was always in there um i liked freya a lot and then you know then you sort of keep garnet or dagger in there for for them heals and stuff uh i did like you know steiner was weird um like I wanted to try and keep him in there sometimes, but I don't know. I just like Freya better. Yeah, so, uh, he Steiner worked better when he had when if you had Vivi with with you too. So I found that um, I kind of just went with who were my strongest guys at a given point, and I just I just rode with them uh, the way through. So Zidane and Steiner were hitting the hardest for me. Which is with their physical attack, so I kept them in. Um, I wanted Vivi for obviously to, ha- to have some magic if in case I ran into someone who was resistant to physical attacks. Uh, although you don't really very often run, you didn't run into a lot of challenging enemy encounters where they would be resistant to stuff. Um, and then uh, I garnet for the heals I had because because I, I had her longer, so I had more of her uh, abilities had been learned by that time. So yeah, uh, no yeah, I never, I didn't, I didn't switch to eco. I mean, it's funny because they're they're basically the same character. Right? They're both white mage summoners. So you you kind of choose one or the other. And yeah, if I play, if I ever played the game again, I'd I'd probably do something different. But yeah, garnet garnet or dagger was good enough for me. I went the non traditionalist route and uh, powered up Kina. Oh yeah. Oh wow! Got those blue magic spells. <laughs> I got I, I yeah I like was eating everything. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> Kina, so Kina had quite a quite a treasure trove of spells to use at the end, and it actually helped with because like um, they had a, a few of those blue attacks were pretty powerful. Like I, I would use the earthquake uh, quite often, but it also worked out that uh, like using white wind, it was like I had a second healer. Yeah, that, that's useful auto life and so yeah they just they just had a lot of useful um sounds like some nice versatile versatility 
Yeah, yeah like so, blue blue mages always in Final Fantasy games are kind of like hard to work with, but if you learn it, then got to put in your if, time. If you sp- yeah, like that's what like Final Fantasy V when I played through that like a year or two ago, um, the blue magic in that is so potent if you put the time into it. When you play with without the turbo and all the other crap, like like I did, I I had the time to to do the eating. <laughs> when you played it the right way, dang it, that's right. What I didn't like about that, David, though, yeah, I get you. You have more time there, but you still don't know exactly when you can eat it. Like it has to be what under twenty five percent health or something like that. I wish there was some yeah. indica- indication, or you could find out. Like I don't know if you could check the HP of the monsters by scanning them or something like that. But yeah, it felt yeah, like it was just a, just a crapshoot, you know. Yeah, you yeah, just kind of no, you just kind of was... randomly you just randomly eat them, and hopefully they're weak enough for to be devoured, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, that's I, why I, you need your strategy guide that right. just <laughs> references right. a bunch of stuff online. Exactly. Yeah, I, I've just never been a fan of blue mages in general. I just I find it kind of tedious to get all the spells. I get they can be really powerful, but then the added like, oh, it's not even just like get hit with the ability or just enter a battle. Is you have to you have to hit, get them down like like a it's like catching Pokemon or something. You know, get them down yeah. to like the yeah. red bar and then and then you can eat them and take the ability. Like I that was just too much too many steps for me, so I, I didn't then remember use that character. You know, there's a few frustrating moments too when when yeah, because I mean, not everything gives you something. So yeah, often I'd be like, oh, that tasted bad, and I'm like ah, oh, <laughs> spent so all that time. <laughs> yeah, what a waste. <laughs> Of course, uh, later in the game, you're forced to use Zidane and, and Quenna, right? Like, you you have to... You do have to kind of balance the levels of the party a little bit, because you there are situations where you are forced to use certain characters. So you could get a little bit screwed if you uh, didn't, you know, level up at least uh, six of them or so. Yeah, I was worried about that Fiend uh, battle going in, but I ended yeah. up mopping the floor with them because I had built up uh, Kina so so powerfully. So it was it was a pretty pretty quick and yeah, you know, I, I was the other, I the... was the other way around. My Zidane was really strong, so my I, I hit I kill him like five five basic attacks or something like that, and uh, I think Quina died really really early. I'm like ah, well I don't really care about you, so okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got lucky in a few fights too, where um I just happened to have a trance kick in during certain like hard battles or some of the yeah. boss fights so that, that's almost what the trance is it's just a luck thing like you're not building up a you're not building up oh. like the limit breaks in ff7 which were perfect like oh i know a boss battle's coming up i'll just fight a few randoms and get my limit breaks up and then you hold on to the limit breaks no. like if tra- if you could hold on to trance that would have made so much sense like it, it's stupid that it takes forever to build up and then when it does go off you could be fighting like some no-name baddies and then yep. you, you lose you it right like it, that's so stupid you can get it on like the final turn like, yeah oh yeah. I've, yeah, already, pointless. yeah I've already selected my other attacks you know whoever gets hit goes into trance the other person finishes their attack and end of battle and you're like oh, that's right yeah so <laughs> stupid man yeah well, not, not a lot of times well uh, a lot of times i found that uh i would get hit but i had already chosen what i was going to do so it'd be like oh i just used the potion oh there goes one of my trance moves yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, it's so it's so dumb. I, I don't Very know. Very frustrating. Yeah. Trance sucks, man. I liked. I, I think like not to <laughs> not to pump the tires of Final Fantasy VIII any more than than I have, but I I liked how the the trance like extra powers come in when you're down at low health. Because uh, to me that makes sense. Because it's like uh, okay, you're about to die. We'll give you like this extra the boost last stitch for yeah. this last stitch, and maybe that's just enough to get you you know across yeah, the finish like line. That that's makes better. sense. That makes a ton of sense. Like I don't even care what they are. Just activating at that time 
is reasonable. But trance yeah. going off at any random time and the meter going up so sm- slowly and so incrementally, it just as asinine. I don't know. I would rather not have them at all. It just it was just a waste. Yeah. I do like like VV's design when he's in trance is great. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I love. Like I, they, I, I do like how they cool. change. I like how they change appearance. That's the only thing I like yeah. about the trance is that they look different, and so you get to see. You know, very rarely we get to see a different side of them, kind of thing. But I'd rather have them be limit breaks, yeah. which yes, are please. a better yeah. implementation. Don't worry, we'll in get that potentially in a, time. Yeah. Yeah. a better game. Yes. <laughs> we'll get so that we'll, in a month's time we'll, too. We'll soon, soon find out. Yeah. Uh, does anybody have any final thoughts about story characters uh, before we? Move on uh, to one one, th- one little story I wanted to share was that uh, there's this thing in RPGs where like I, I, where I, I'm really satisfied by fighting a boss character and like everyone's dead I, I you know I, I can't I can't heal them like I've got one more attack left and if it doesn't kill the boss I'm gonna get wiped I'm gonna have to restart and so I had that happen on the final boss of this game uh-huh. where all my characters were dead Zidane was down to like a hundred health I think I was at a thousand I got I'm like oh, okay it's probably gonna be over I got hit for like 900 something and so I'm like okay well this is my last attack if this doesn't kill him then I'm, I'm, I'm gonna die here and so I had one of those moments where the final attack that Zidane landed it uh it wasn't a critical hit or anything like that but it was enough to to knock out the boss and I it does the the, the animation kind of freezes and you know you've won it it's not as satisfying <laughs> as like the the lightning flashes that kind of happen in in other games but uh yeah the animation stopped and I knew I'd beaten the boss and there's that that last ditch that final attack that did it and man I live for that moment in in role-playing games especially turn-based ones where you know that this is your last chance like if you hit them on this you you win if you don't you lose and maybe you're gonna lose a bunch of progress or lose all this time you put into the battle so i was really happy that it happened on the absolute final boss of the game which is basically the perfect moment for that (laughs) it's the perfect moment for that to happen right because now i don't yeah Yeah. it's absolutely it's do or die at the end of the game the perfect moment so i was really happy about that bottom ninth yeah that happened to me uh, (laughs) pretty much yeah in the first battle, I can't remember what it was called. It had a funny name, but there's like the three black wizardy mage things. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, black waltzes. Yeah, yeah the waltzes. waltzes. Uh, on the first waltz, when it's only Zidane. Oh yes, yes. yes. I was I was not prepared for that first battle, so uh, it it was not going well. And uh, like you said, I was down to the very final. Like he had hit me, I probably had like ten hit power left, yeah, but it put yeah. me into trance. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. So so I was able to sneak in. One time it actually works. That's right. It was was a broken clock is right twice a day. Indeed, indeed. It was the first, the first waltz that got me past that. Speaking of these near death situations, there is one more element of the port. I don't think this is in the original. I might be wrong about that. The continue option. Is that in the original game? I don't remember. So, that came up for me so too, there's and new, I just new wasn't game, sure. So yeah, there's three options when you when you die: you, new game, load game, or continue. And continue apparently takes you back to the last room that oh. you exited, or the last area that you entered. I so had it's to not start too many times yeah. because. <laughs> Yeah, it's not necessarily like right before the battle, although sometimes it is. If you just entered a new area and then fight a new fight a battle and die, you'll go yeah. right back before it. In fact, you'll go right back immediately before it where you can't even like equip new items or use potions or anything. You go right into the dialogue with the fucking boss. It's insane. Yeah. So no, like yeah, the boss I, I would battles... say that seems like something that they added in the port because it's that yeah. preposterously no, dumb. It is. I, don't know. I I feel like it was in the first one though. 
It might have been. Because I feel like that waltz, that like that. I could be I wrong, but I thought I thought the Walt like the first time I played nine, I had the same problem with that first waltz with Zidane, and it kept just putting me back in with the boss, <laughs> and it just was driving me nuts. And yeah, it could be. And I'd have Achilles, to load back Achilles to heel. to. I know that that first waltz like is probably the hardest part in the whole game. You for me. either you either get trans or you don't, David. I mean that's it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, yeah. I have to load back and like fight other people until I was right at the trance. Yeah, so that that continue option is just it's funny. Like sometimes it's going to work out and it's going to put you back in a good situation where you can heal up or you can again change your equipment or something like that, change your summons. But other times it it warps you back to like a city you visited previously because that was the last time you entered a building or it puts you right back in the dialogue with the boss you're going to fight and it's just useless that way yeah. so yeah just a, a funny option that doesn't seem really thought out whether it's part of the port or the original game it doesn't seem to really fit all right so the uh, i know uh, so back in october we had our final fantasy uh overview of the franchise uh scheduling wise we weren't able to, f- to get neil in so he he did not have a chance to provide his Final Fantasy top mainline list, and uh, we figure this is a great time for him to give us give us the list and, and to let us know if Final Fantasy IX changed in that order. So I guess I'll, I'll start I'll start with the the back the back six. Um, thirteen is as I as I said earlier on this pod, uh, the factually worst Final Fantasy game, Final Fantasy two. Uh, my number 12 is Final Fantasy X, which I really hate a lot. Um, <laughs> 11 is Final Fantasy III, which introduces a neat job system, but I think it's rougher on the edges. Even in the uh, pretty solid DS port, I just I still don't enjoy that game as much. Um, 5 did it better. Uh, number 10 is 15, pocket edition only. Uh, <laughs> number 9 is 13. The battle system is real good. Number eight is more because I haven't played it that much. Uh, I will be changing that in a month and a half. Final Fantasy XII is number eight. Uh, And then this is where some changes happened. I think if I were to have done this back in October, I think my 765 probably would have been 189. Uh, Right now, my number seven is Final Fantasy IX. Uh, If there's one thing that our little... Uh, Final Fantasy One references game did is did was remind me that I really like that Final Fantasy Origins version of Final Fantasy One a lot. Um, that's my number six. My number five is Final Fantasy Eight. Then uh, my number four is is Final Fantasy Four. Coincidentally, uh, my number three is Final Fantasy Seven, which is ripe to. Uh, I think it can only drop from here. Uh, number two is Final Fantasy Five, which is the best Final Fantasy game that people haven't played. And number one is Final Fantasy VI because that's that's the best Final Fantasy. Because that's the right answer. Yeah, yeah. Like much like two is factually the worst. I think six is. Well, I mean, six is the best of the old style. Um, and and I mean, there's a reason why, you know, ten and thirteen and fifteen are all lower on my list. I I revisited ten, um, when it came out on Vita about a year or so after that, and really didn't enjoy myself at all. I think the voice acting's bad. I think it I think it's one of those games that kind of is like set to dazzle you. Um but it dazzled you in two thousand one. It doesn't really work to dazzle you anymore because it's is real old. Um spectacle in early three D games is is something that goes away real quick. 
You didn't enjoy playing Blitzball? I was just going to say. Blitzball. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Blitzball, Blitzball is pretty ridiculous. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm looking forward to playing it again. Yeah, that is that is the one I will I will avoid in this uh, <laughs> the Switch re-release March. I, I'm looking forward to replaying seven. Um, although yeah. I do have after replaying nine, I wonder if a lot of my issues with nine are going to show up in seven again. I I think I have more affinity for that game, so I think I might be able to push through it more. And I'm curious to see how I feel about twelve because twelve is definitely a game that that could move up. Although I've heard that's got some kind of weird action RPG, uh, like a, a novel and unique battle system that I don't know if I'll click with or not. Yeah, and the, the end of the random encounters, like you see everything on the overworld now. Yeah. Um, the the Switch edition, I, I wish I had written them down because I don't remember them all, but there is a trailer that just came out. It seems like there's uh, a lot of additions for this game. Um so I mean, it was be... a bigger it was a bigger remaster than nine. It was the the Zodiac edition. Yeah. Um, which I'm trying to see if I can. Yeah. So the Zodiac Age, um, it's got the it's it's there's a uh, Japanese only international Zodiac job system uh, that came out on PlayStation. Oh 2. right, and the the job system uh, you can actually change the jobs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In the Switch, in the um, Switch version, you be in in the PS4 version, you're able to do two jobs. That's the Zodiac Age thing. But now in the Switch version, I believe, you can switch those jobs as well. So each character can have two jobs, but now you can you can switch those. It used to be before you locked into a job and you, you couldn't get out, I think. But now in the Switch version, you'll be able to switch freely and just make which, make each character whoever you want it to be. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'm looking forward. To, I'm completely intend to play a, all, all three of the ones that are coming out on Switch and uh, hope that... Uh, Hold on, this... David. All three or all four? Oh, you played FF9. Okay, so you mean you're going to play 10 and 12, eh? Yeah, I'm good. Well, I'm going to play 7, 10, 12. Okay. What about 10, 2? 10, 2, the better version uh, of 10. I mean, he's got to play every uh, Final Fantasy that comes out in, uh, on the Nintendo uh, Switch, right? That's. Um, that's 10, 2 job. is coming out on Switch. Just uh, There you go. 10, 2. Then he's playing I'm, it. I'm, I'll start 10, 2. I did, like. <laughs> you so I did not happened. like it. I think. I, think, <laughs> I mean, 10. 10-2, it's, it's a, like a better system than in 10. It's just it's dress spheres, and you're dressing up characters to be pop idols as opposed to, like, sad blonde boy. Oh, man. If I review 10-2, uh, I might, be, I might have cool. the... We might have the lone review on the internet for that one. <laughs> <laughs> you mean uh, when you do? Uh, Although, I thought, looking at... um. At Final Fantasy XII's Wikipedia page, uh, what we should do is after twelve, we should go back and check out Revenant Wings, which is like I, I believe it's a turn-based strategy game. Oh yeah, I had that on the DS. Yes. DS yeah, right? that was yeah. a DS game. Um, is yeah. it a sequel uh, or, or no, real time? or something? A, I have no idea. It is a sequel. It I is believe. okay. Okay. Yeah, it'd be nice to see. Like, I'm curious if we'll see any anything else get ported. Like, will we see Final Fantasy One come to like the Nintendo Online or? Well, we see Origins ported from its original PS1. Give me Origins, please. Yes, I, I would. Yeah, I, I'd love to have Origins, uh, even yeah, though I it mean, holds like, your like hands a lot more than the original. Yeah, but I, but I mean, like, I I mean, I I have brute forced and played a lot of the. I don't know if I ever beat the original NES game, but I definitely had it when I was younger. Um, it's I mean, it's just a hard game to revisit, especially in the NES Classic. Like, I I I I will. I will acquiesce that Final Fantasy 1 on the NES in its day was amazing. 
um, its day was 30 years ago. Yeah. Uh, uh, and that's why I think Origins is so great because I, th- I think it just, I don't think Origins holds your hand as much. I think it just gives you enough of a poke in the right direction to make it a little more um, moderate. Palatable. Pa- a little more yeah. palatable. Yeah. 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 So any, uh, any final thoughts before we put a bow on our Final Fantasy IX port to Switch? Uh, I don't know where 9 ended up in my rankings, but I feel like I would probably move it higher today. Um, and again, it, mostly just because I found the game a lot more accessible uh, with the Switch port than I did with when I was playing it on uh, PSN. Like that, It was slow. I think the load times were worse. I didn't have as many options with it. And yeah, it was really just nice. to. I played I played the whole game in handheld mode. And, uh, you know, I, I love playing these going back to these older RPGs and playing them portably when the originals were all on home consoles. Like, I think that's just such a, 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 you know, it's such a great way to experience them when you can put them down in the sleep mode with the switch again, with these, with these longer games is perfect. You know, um, I, I had fun with this game. I looked forward every time to jumping back into it. If I took a break for a day or two, um, I, it's made me more excited for seven because I, I just have more fondness for seven and there's a lot more, uh, smaller things in seven that I've never done before. Like I, I, I don't know if I ever finished nine. I don't think I ever did. This is probably the first time, uh, and I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I don't think it's. I don't think it's super great. I think it's it's a good game. Um, but I, I know seven is a really good game that I, I enjoy. I, I beat it probably. I beat it on PS3. I beat it on PC. <laughs> Ironically, I never really played it much on ps1 um but i'm looking forward to the switch port of uh, ps4 and hopefully it has some uh it sounds like it's the ps4 version right and that seems to be a pretty yeah. decent port so uh does it have the same uh, speed up and uh turn off random encounter stuff i think it does right as far as i know yes yeah, yeah. so i mean I, i'm all about that right now so i can't wait for that and uh that'll be a great episode too because I, I think collectively we all have a lot more fondness for that game so we'll see yeah. if we'll see if that remains after going through it again you know i mean it has been years for some of us since we touched that game so yeah i'm curious yeah i, I think looking at nine um it had been so long and, and my final fantasy uh knowledge or or experience is pretty shoddy throughout the whole series like i've played a bunch of them but i haven't beaten really many <laughs> or any um uh i'm nine like i said i got up to the very end originally and uh, i'm enjoying my playthrough um again though um it's been a long time so a lot of it's fresh but you mean i mean it like it has its flaws especially this port um it, you know things that are weird that like i said trance is sort of the worst thing ever um Ugh, it's just so frustrating. Um, but overall, it's like I, I've enjoyed the characters and the sort of like like you guys were saying before the light lightheartedness of it all. You know, like sure, there's this big pressing matter, but it's you know not necessarily that pressing, or at least to the characters involved. You know, so it, it's nice to sort of go through there and check out the cool different cities and whatnot. Um, I'm gonna like I said, I, I still plan on wrapping it up over probably. The, at this pace, uh, I'm probably not going to rush it, but get it done before 7 and then roll right into 7, and uh, I think that's going to be a super good time. Yeah, I think uh, I just want to get... I want to play through Final Fantasy 7 again before taking another look at my list, um, just to get another uh, PS1 game uh, under my belt, because it, it's been a long time since I played 7, um, since the original. Like, I only played it... I beat it once on... I think I played it... 
I've beaten it once on P- on PS One, and then I've I started it a couple times, but didn't get very far. So this will be another like full playthrough for me, and and I just want to kind of gauge my attitude towards like the PS One type game in general, um, because like you said, a, a few of those things are like you, you can kind of feel when you're playing a ps1 game and, and like I, I again for seven i'm i i don't think i'm gonna use i'm gonna try to play au natural again time permitting <laughs> but uh it, it, yeah I'll, I'll get that one done and then i'll i'll take another look at my list and see if if uh, my fondness of the ps1 era has changed at all in my my older age oh and then maybe maybe eight won't be so beloved Ooh. Yeah. except i won't have played eight so my my <laughs> <laughs> my le- the, the legend will be able to le- it was like almost like square was like we don't want to ruin eights so we're just not going to port it yeah. that, it was a masterpiece <laughs> as it was so we're leave it be that's right they were specifically thinking of david lloyd during those meetings when they're like oh which one should we bring to switch now we eight's perfect the way it is let's just we leave don't want to ruin it let's leave, <laughs> leave it in the past <laughs> we don't want to piss off that guy that's right Alrighty. well that's uh i guess that's that's p- puts a wrap on uh fun fantasy nine gets us uh, ready for a whole lot more Final Fantasy. Uh, and uh, I guess in between, we're going to try to sneak in a Xenogears episode. You monsters. And <laughs> I, 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 I hope. Well, I mean, continuing the theme of PlayStation 1 RPGs, right? We're basically yeah. playing three in a row here. Well, the plan <laughs> is, I guess, is to, to continue playing them until we physically throw up from playing them, I guess. Nintendo PlayStation <laughs> yeah. Report. Hey, it's I mean, Nintendo hey, these console. games, these games are coming on Nintendo consoles. Who knows? Maybe mm-hmm. we're just getting ahead of. I mean, and that's why Xenogears is important because it, it informs Xenoblade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and who knows? Xenogears could be a, a future port on a on the Switch. Everything else is being ported. Why not that one? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't get optimistic. No. Um, first, Square would need a reason to actually revisit it, and I don't know. If anything other than a PlayStation One re-release on a Sony platform will be that, they probably lost the code for it anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, uh, for anyone who's looking for the review for Final Fantasy IX, uh, Brian's got a great one up on NintendoWorldReport.com. If you want to take a read, goes over uh, some of the stuff that we touched on, and uh, I've got uh, we've got a couple videos up uh, as well. There's a video that just shows kind of the comparisons between the Switch version and the uh, original CD that's played that uh, has been played on a PS2 Slim. So it does appear a little bit darker because of the emulation but it kind of gives you an idea of uh, the differences in in the quality and the the detail and we also got um i did just a little history of the final fantasy 9 um not not a whole lot different from what we discussed today but just again to give you a little bit of a, a contrast between uh, the look of the original and the port so and uh for a bunch of other rpgs we got all the re- check out the reviews on nintendoworldreport.com as well and uh, make sure to uh, hit us up on Twitter at uh, the um, Nintendo underscore NWR for the Nintendo World Report. And then for the Thirsty Mage, it's just at the Thirsty Mage. So if there's any comments, concerns, any games that you'd like us to cover, uh, feel free to hit us up and uh, at either the website or the Twitter. And uh, we'll be happy to respond and hopefully uh, acquiesce to any, any games that uh, you think deserve a long and couple hour discussion about except for final fantasy 2 and final fantasy 13 um 
and Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I would play thirteen again. I, I just just to see if it's as bad as I remember. I would I would put myself through the the torture. I wonder. I mean, I feel. I, I think wasn't there a rumor of of that happening, of there being like a thirteen trilogy on newer consoles or something. I don't know. I don't know if I care I f- enough. I to, feel like to there know. was a thirteen. There was something to do with thirteen. I don't know if it was if there was a if they just brought it to ps4 or something i felt like there was something going on with 13 but i'd have to look in to see what exactly it was maybe it maybe it's just the lightning returns uh disc that still sits in my drawer in plastic to this day which i've heard is like the best of the three <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't i guess if i took it out of the plastic to try it i'd find out <laughs> When I saw some news about Final Fantasy XIII, yeah, I think, oh, maybe they're going to bring the trilogy to a Nintendo consoles or something like that. And it turned out it was just like a, a fashion uh, announcement. Like, like Lightning's going to be modeling clothes for some Japanese clothing company. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that's definitely Lightning uh, marketing or something like that. It's, I, like, I, remember, video I remember game. that. You remember she that, was... right? There's some crossover. Yeah, I remember that. She was... She was the mo- um, the character lightning. The character was modeling like real life clothes yeah, for a yeah, fashion company. It's yeah. so weird. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, you remember and that, I think right? It was also, I think there was something that that happened where it just turned out it was it was coming onto Xbox One backwards compatibility. Yeah. Yes, that's right. That's oh right. yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably so, it too. I guess if I want to try it again, I'll have to break out the PS3. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I want to thank uh, you gentlemen for joining me with the Final Fantasy thank Talk. You. A pleasure as always. And yep, anytime. Perfect. And uh, thank everyone for listening. And we will be back soon with another likely PS1 RPG. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> night, everybody. Good night. Bye. See ya. Inside my lonely heart To